Hello and welcome back to the Steph Gordon Show. Guys, it has been a huge week. In fact, it's been a huge couple of weeks. You may have seen a promotion for a webinar that myself and the incredible Brianna from Miss Mindset are hosting a masterclass for Overflow to Overwhelm. So it's a masterclass on ditching the procrastination, ditching the fear, and getting more done and getting the strategies that Brianna and I have both used to move ourselves from a place of overwhelm into overflow, not just in time, but also in financial abundance and how we've actually managed to do that. If you're listening right now to this episode as it airs, then you may be able to still reserve your spot if you race to the link in the show notes. Otherwise, watch this space because we have some really cool stuff following a really cool program that is going to be coming out, really exciting news. And I am cannot wait to tell you more about this project and how it's going to completely transform the lives of our listeners. I'm really excited about that. But this week, guys, we're bringing you a new type of segment and I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this style of episode. I wanted to be able to give back to you guys. I wanted to give back to the audience. And my mission in business is to always be helping women succeed and grow the businesses of their dreams. And so I've asked our community for some questions to their biggest struggles in business right now. And I'll be unpacking a few of them here today and kind of coaching on them. So let's dive straight in. The first question I got through was, Steph, my business is going great. I've had lots of fast growth and success over the past couple of years, but now I feel like I've hit a ceiling or plateau. Everything is working and there are no real issues, but I don't know where to go from here. Okay. Amazing. First of all, I want to celebrate you massively for getting to this point in your business because to be at a point where there's not really any issues, you've grown it kind of, and I know this person personally, you've grown it beyond your wildest dreams. You've grown it way faster than you thought you were expecting to, and you've grown it really quickly. And for anyone else who's listening, you'll be feeling this. You'll be like, I've, you know, I've got to a place where I'm actually like, it's pretty good, but maybe you're still not feeling content. And I know this is the case for this person. They're not feeling 100% content. They know there's more. They know they want more, but they don't know what that more looks like. Like yet. And so you you've hit that ceiling of that plateau. And it's like, what's next? What do I put my focus and energy into next? And so the first thing I'm gonna advise is to reset your goals. So, you know, when you hit your goals faster than you ever expected to, and you are at a place where financially you're in a better position than you ever thought you could be, it's really, really hard in that moment to just be like, okay, cool. Well, you know, great. I'll just, you know, sit here then. And it's hard to kind of want to ask for more because you also feel like you don't want to feel greedy, right? You don't want to feel greedy. You don't want to feel like you are taking too much or that you're asking for too much. And so what I want you to really think about is resetting those goals. So make them even bigger. So if you've hit your goals in a really short amount of time and you're an unrealistic goal achiever and you're a badass hustler and you're getting it done and you just keep smashing your goals over and over and over again, then what I truly recommend is setting a bigger, longer-term goal. So thinking about something like, you know, where do I want to be in five years' time? Where does the business want to be in five years' time? Where do I personally want to be in five years' time? And the way that I worked this out was, you know, when we started hitting $100,000 months, I was like, where do I want to be in five years' time, in 10 years' time personally? And for me, it was like, well, I want to have investments. I want to actually have a passive income from my investments. I want to work because I love it, not because I have to. I want to be able to put my kids in the schools that we want to be able to put them into. I want to be able to pay for my parents' aged care facilities. I want to be able to support my family. I want to be able to you know, fly business class whenever we go anywhere. And so what I actually sat down and I did was I figured out in this dream life, 
you know, in 10 years time, what are all the things that I want to be able to pay for and want to be able to afford? And I wrote down a huge list of everything that I wanted to be able to afford in 10 years time. And I figured out how much I'd need to earn per year to be able to achieve that. And you'd be surprised, guys, it's not as much as you think. And then I sat down and I worked backwards and I was like, cool, if I want to achieve that and I want this kind of lifestyle and I need that much money, then what do I need to do? And where does the business need to go to be able to get us there? Do we need to bring on more streams of income? Do we need to bring on more team? members. And if we brought on more team members, would I then need to bring on an operations manager, a sales team manager? Like at what points will I need to get additional support in? And so I really reverse engineered the big goal. And don't be scared to dream big and don't be scared to want for more. Like if that's what you want, you're allowed it. And I hope for the person listening who asked this question, like I really hope that you know, you're not putting any fear blocks in the way of what you want. Like you are allowed to have all of those things. You know, you can still want to work in your business. You can still want to, you know, be with your team, but you can also want more than that. And and on the flip side of this conversation, which I'll move into shortly is, is what you've got making you happy? And if it is, then maybe you don't need anything more. Okay. And so the second part of this is, yeah, you can reset those goals. You can make them huge, but also check in with your values because like, what do you really want? Are you growing just for the sake of growing or do you really want the quiet life? Do you really only want to work a couple of days a week? Are you happy with the amount of money coming in? Have you done your long-term financial goal? And actually the amount that you're earning right now hits those goals, you know, square in, in the chest. So if everything is working really well for you right now, it's okay to not want more. It's okay to not be hustling for more. You don't actually have to do more. We're always having different seasons and different cycles. And if you think like sometimes you're in a season of hustle and sometimes you're in a season of just enjoying the hard work, the effort and the energy that you've actually already put in. So you might be in a season right now where what you really need to do is just stop and enjoy and smell the roses and also just let the problems come up as they come up because guys whenever we're in a season or a cycle like you know, you might be in a really beautiful place in your business where nothing's going wrong, but then all of a sudden you could get a bad client out of nowhere or some feedback or a system could change or a project could change or someone could leave. And learning how to deal with those things as they come up whilst not always growing at the same time is so helpful because it really gives you all the tools in your tool belt over the period of one to five years where you're like, cool, when this happens, I know exactly what I'm going to be able to do. So one would be reset your goals. What do you? Where do you want to be in 10 years time? And what do you need to start doing now to work towards that 10-year goal. Check in with your values. Like, do you even want to grow? Are you just growing for the sake of growing? Or do you actually really want to grow? Do you really want to make this bigger? And then if you are also thinking about, you know, your values, the way that I find it really easy to ask myself this question is, okay, well, why do I want to grow? And then why would I not want to grow? just some really good questions to kind of elicit the right answers. Because if I ask myself why I want to grow, it's like, well, because I want to achieve the lifestyle and, you know, have all the things that I have written down on my list, but why would I not want to grow? And really coming up with what might be coming up for you. Because in the reasons that you ask yourself why you might not want to grow, that might be where some of the fears are coming in. Because there have been times where I haven't wanted to grow because I thought if I grew, that it would be more work. Because if I grew, then I have to take on more team and that would be more difficult, right? And that's all a story because there's no proof to that. And so just really checking in with why or why not you might want to grow or you might not want to grow and just finding out what the answers actually are. And then last but not least, understanding there are seasons and cycles and we don't always have to be growing. Sometimes we can just be enjoying the fruits of our labor. So that was question one. 
Question two was, I resonated so much, Steph, with your burnout podcast. Oh, thank you. (laughs) And I loved the tips, but I'm really struggling to set some boundaries with my clients and even boundaries with myself. I feel like I can't stop or slow down because if I do, my business would fail. Oh, I have so been here. I have so, so, so been in here. And one of the things that really helped me was asking myself the question, why do you feel the need to work so hard? Why do you feel like it's going to fail? And it always came up as a lack mentality. It always came up as a scarcity mindset. Like you've already identified, I can't or else my business will fail. You are 100% sitting in a scarcity mentality, 100% in a lack mentality, when actually all of the proof that you have of your business so far is that the better it gets, the better it gets. That, you know, I'm growing and that, you know, I know this particular person, you already have people on your wait list. And so it's really crazy to think that we're just sitting in scarcity. Like what happens if you flip that narrative and you just sat in abundance instead? What happens if you flip that narrative and you realize that actually, what if it's amazing if I set boundaries? What if it's incredible if I don't have to work hard? And sometimes it can come down to, and I know this was true for me, I don't know if this is true for everybody, but for a really long time when I wasn't working hard and I had free time, I didn't know what to do with myself. So I just kept working. And so until you can figure out what your balance looks like, what your hobbies are, what your interests are outside of your business, often we can try to make things almost harder for ourselves or we bend our boundaries because actually we don't know what we would be doing with our time that would be more beneficial anyway, right? So really the pain of not having boundaries, you know, sometimes the pain of staying the same has to outweigh the pain of changing. But with this particular scenario, you know, it is really hard to set boundaries if you're a people pleaser. And honestly, I think most people in our society have grown up being people pleasers. And so if you've been people pleasing your whole life, you're going to find it really, really hard to set boundaries because when you set a boundary, you feel bad because up until this point, you've given them everything and you've let them, you know, basically walk all over you and you've let them message you at night and you've replied, you've let them contact you on weekends, you've given them your phone number, your email, your Instagram, your Facebook, and they can contact you everywhere. And so when you start to take those things away, of course, they're going to be like, you know, where are those things going? Because if you give them an inch, they're going to take a mile. And that's why they just keep taking, taking, taking from you. And so when you put these boundaries in place, you are going to feel bad and you are going to feel guilt, right? And we have always associated guilt with meaning that we have done something wrong. So if you are feeling guilty, you immediately associate that with being like, oh, I've done something wrong. In this scenario, there should be no guilt. You can feel bad. You can feel like, oh, you know, maybe I shouldn't have set those boundaries in the first place and that that's my bad. But don't feel guilty because you've done nothing wrong in this scenario. All you're doing is putting some ground rules in place so that you can service them better. And that's truly what this comes down to because you have to understand that you are a service-based business. And even if you're a product-based business and you're listening, like it's the same thing. You still provide a service. It's just that that service is delivering a product to somebody, Right. But if you're in a service-based business and you are literally the person who is being of service to people, you are no good to them if you are out of service, right? If you are exhausted, if you are burnt out, if you can't show up. So if you're the commodity that you're selling, if you're a service-based business, you are the commodity that you are selling. You need to fiercely protect your energy. You need to fiercely protect your boundaries because if you don't, then there's going to be no service to offer because there's going to be no person to run that service. So you have to protect yourself like you're a golden goose almost. And this 
like you have to understand guys that when we're talking about boundaries, sometimes you don't know a boundary until you hit it, you know? So sometimes you hit a boundary like, oh gosh, I wish I never did that. But at the end of the day, now you know where the boundary is and now we can reflect and we can change and we can, you know, put things in place. But guys, you will better serve your clients. And you know this to be true. You will better serve your clients when you can show up for them with all of your energy, when you can show up with them with 110% focus, when you're not scattered, when you're not tired, when you're not burnt out, you will give your clients way better service. And so therefore, it actually massively benefits them to put in boundaries. And when we're putting in boundaries in place in my business and in in any business I've ever been a part of, sit down and write a list of the boundaries you're putting in place and also the benefit of that boundary to your client. Because there is always a benefit. It's like, okay, you know, previously I was available all the time and now I'm only available for one hour a day. But you can trust that within that one hour a day, I'm going to be 110% available for you and that like I will be there and you can count on that one hour every single day to know that you're going to get a response from me, right? That's a huge benefit to your client because now they know they can email you at 9am, but they're not going to get a response till 4. And at 4pm, they can call you and they can have a conversation with you and they know that you're going to answer. So it's really, really important that you just start to frame this as being a benefit to your client because it is. So you've got to put those boundaries in place, especially if you're in a service-based business. Question three, April was a quiet month in my business, Steph, and I feel so down and upset every time I look at my revenue. It's picked back up this month, but I can't stop feeling like a complete failure and thinking maybe I'm not cut out for this and maybe I should just shut my business down. Oh, Oh my love, the money stuff is so big. Like I feel you on this so deeply. And it's no surprise that we attach so much of our worth and so much of our validation to the dollar figure. Because obviously when we talk about worth, worth is usually attached to money. But the first thing I'm going to say is just be kind. Like business is normal to have a bad month in business. You know, I don't always have consistent 100K months. I don't always have some, sometimes I have 120K months, sometimes I have 80K months. You know, like it is not always consistent and that is okay. And I think the biggest thing and the first thing I will say here is please dissociate the connection that you're putting in place between your worth, your validation, and your capabilities as an entrepreneur being only and solely connected to your income because it's not true because you provide so much more than that. You're an incredible team leader. You're an incredible person. You provide a, a beautiful service and product to your audience. You help people, you know? So there's so much more to what you do than just what you earn. And secondly, you have to separate your ego from your business because if it was somebody else's business and you were working in it, you'd be like, oh, that really sucks. But don't worry, we're back on track. We're going to fix it. That as soon as it's your business, you start running the stories of, I'm a failure and I don't deserve to be in business and I've got to shut this down. When actually, if you just dissociated your own being from the business and you just saw it like it was somebody else's business, then it wouldn't feel so awful. It wouldn't feel so hard. It wouldn't feel so personal and you wouldn't be having such an extreme emotional reaction to it. And it takes time. So, like I said, practice self compassion. Also, remember that. There is no light without the dark. So we, you know, everything in the world is in balance. We have night and day. We have, you know, the sun and the moon. There is good and bad. And I just like, guys, you cannot have 
the good without having the bad as well. And so there is never a time, like I always remind my clients of this, like when you are riding that wave of like everything is killing it in business and everything is going so well and I'm absolutely smashing it and I'm so happy, please like hold on to that energy, like love on that energy, be in that energy because you will have another down. Like their bad stuff will happen in your business. Like things will get tough again. Like sales will quieten down. You will make a mistake. Like you will launch something you knew and it won't work. Like things like that are going to happen. And so we want to use those highs, those incredible moments to kind of push us through the down moments. And likewise, if you're in a down moment, please know that it's all part of the cycle. Like your best moment, your next high, your next amazing win is just around the corner. You just need to hold out. Everything is in balance. Like you can't be having a bad time and not have a good time just around the corner and vice versa. So really just like understanding that like you're in the middle of a cycle and it will turn around and things will be amazing again. But all you have to do is see it from a different perspective because right now you're only seeing it as like, I had a bad month. It was a, maybe it was a really bad month. And I understand like I've coached businesses that I've had you know, losses of multi six figures in a couple of months, you know, and that happens and it's awful, but it doesn't mean that you are a failure. It does not mean that you are not cut out for this. It means that there are some lessons to learn here. That is all. And if we removed ourselves and our ego from the conversation, we would see nothing but data and metrics because there would have been a very logical reason why that happened. It would have been a case of maybe not marketing correctly, not using the right channels, um, not making enough profit, not not pricing correctly, not servicing correctly, losing clients. Uh, you know, there's so many reasons why that could have happened, but there will be really logical answers within all of that emotion that you're feeling. And within those logical answers and with that data, when we can grab that data and we can see that data, maybe it was just that your sales conversion dropped that month. Maybe subconsciously you changed up your sales process. Like, And we can fix those things as soon as we can identify them, right? Which is why, guys, if you're listening to this, I'm so big on measuring your KPIs. I'm so big on, okay, How many leads did you get this month? How many sales did you get this month? What was your conversion rate to those sales calls? or you know, sales on your website? How many people actually opted into your service or your offer? How many people left your website after looking at it? We need to know those data points because if we can know those data points, everything is logical. So if you're in business right now and you're feeling like everything in business is hard, I'm really emotional, everything that happens in your business like causes an extreme emotional reaction, you're just not getting enough of the correct data because if you had the data there, it would be crystal clear and it would be so easy to fix because every problem has a solution. But emotional problems, when we get emotional, we can't find those solutions because when we get into that emotion state, we get into a stress response state. What we do is we immediately go to our fight or flight brain, which is our primal brain. And our primal brain actually doesn't work alongside our logical brain, right? So our primal brain is like our subconscious processes um, and our logical you know, frontal cortex just turns off immediately. And so what happens when we're in that stress response, that fight or flight response is that we're not able to make logical decisions anymore and everything is emotional. And, and when we're in that fight or flight response, we're actually in fear right? And so when we're sitting in fear, we can't make good decisions. We're not making abundant decisions. We're making scarcity decisions. We're making lack decisions. And so it's really, really important that you take some time out, you lower your stress hormones, your adrenaline, your cortisol, you meditate, you take a day off, you go for a walk, whatever it is that you need to do, bring yourself back to a neutral state of mind and then start digging around for the data because there will be data there within your business that will have the answers that you need to get you back on track in your business. 
And last but not least, I just have to wrap that one up with like, please practice self-compassion. Like there is no winning without failure. And if you are seeing this as failure, that is totally fine. Like I failed so many times in so many ways. Like I've had to fire people in the past because, you know, I couldn't afford to pay them because I made the mistake of not pricing myself correctly, which is why I'm so passionate about teaching this within our mastermind. And I know how it feels to make really awful mistakes, but I promise you, you are cut out for this. We just have to remove our ego, remove our emotional connection to the business, start running it like it's somebody else's business, and then really just take those lessons on board, put things in place, put fail safes in place so that we don't you know, get to that point ever again so we can avoid that in the future. So there were the three questions that I thought that I would riff on today. Guys, I hope that something resonated today. And so much of what we spoke about today. I mean, these were coming from some of the women in our program and and in our community who I know are earning 10, 15, 20, 30, 40K months already. And the thing that is holding each one of those back from that next level of success is probably actually not strategy, but it's actually mindset. And it's really around understanding that the only person that's holding you back and the only person that's getting in your own way is, well, you. And I'm really, really big believer that you don't get to be in business and not do the mindset work. Like you have to do both of them. And I really recommend doing them at the same time. Strategies are only going to get you so far. Mindset will get you the rest of the way and vice versa. Mindset will only get you so far. And then you need strategy to take you the rest of the way. They work so beautifully hand in hand. And so if you're in business and you're not doing any mindset work, I cannot recommend getting started enough. Please, if you haven't already joined us for our Overwhelmed Overflow Masterclass, please join us for that. But if you are ready to unlock that next level of growth and you want business to be easy and you are ready to set some boundaries and enjoy your life more, the program that Brianna and I are about to launch, it's sneaky sneaky at the moment, is made for you. As always, guys, if there was one moment in this podcast that resonated with you the most, or if you want to see more of these episodes, please screenshot this episode, tag me, tell me what your questions are. I would love to answer them in another Q&A thread. And I cannot wait to chat to you guys again sometime soon. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. My personal mission is to help women just like you to grow their business and give you the advice and insights you need to make your business go boom. And as part of my commitment to that mission, I have created a mini course called the Boom Your Biz mini course, and I want to offer it to you completely for free. So in this three-part mini course, you're going to learn how to identify and attract the perfect clients that you actually love to work with. You'll learn an easy and effective way to build your core offer and increase the amount of people that actually take you up on that offer and how to generate endless high quality leads absolutely free. Included in this free mini course is exclusive training. I give you templates and processes that you can follow and implement in your business right now to start seeing results straight away. The value of this mini course, guys, is 497, but I'm giving it to you completely for free. So if you're ready to level up and take action, use the link in my show notes to download this mini course. I'll see you next episode.